Hello and welcome to the No Ordinary Gal podcast. I am your host, Laura. This is the show where we will be celebrating the normal, the average, the everyday girl. And I'll be sharing stories from ladies who may seem to fit that bill, but to me, they're really rather extraordinary. So come along with us and discover how you too are No Ordinary Gal. Today's guest is Georgina Harris. I've known George since we were toddlers growing up as next door neighbours in the houses that our parents still live in now. George's childhood was quite extraordinary. Her mum working within the care sector, looking after children with complex needs. She'd spend her school holidays helping at the care homes and even having their own home open for respite care. After being exposed to this way of life so early on, it's no surprise that George was followed in her mum's career path and has gone into the same sector. However, George has more of a focus on education. She's a qualified SEN teacher and works as a consultant in autism. I think many will agree that you need to be made of strong stuff to work in this sector, and George certainly is. Though it's a rather ordinary event a few years back that showed just how strong she is when her relationship of over 10 years ended. Breakups are something that so many go through, yet the weight of it is often undermined, with many flocking round to try and uplift you with the there's plenty more fish in the sea attitude, not realising that it actually carries a sort of grief. But time is a healer. I've had the pleasure of watching George rebuild herself back up and beyond, and I'm very pleased to say she is now nicely settled with her Prince Charming, though this relationship hasn't been without other challenges. George, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I am so thrilled that you are here, um, because I think anyone who knows you knows that this is way out of your comfort zone. Just a little bit, though. (laughs) You've had so many messages back and forth with being anxious about it and what to do, and that you you'd have nothing to say and lots of worries so I'm so pleased that I finally got you here and in the hot seat so let's begin how we do every show and let me ask you do you think you are an ordinary or extraordinary gal well I as you know I'd always play myself down and say I'm just an ordinary girl but from what you said and looking back over my life over the last three years I'd say I've got elements of being extraordinary now and I've I've realized that self-love you've got to love yourself first before yeah. you can love anyone else and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and yes. you always come out the other side absolutely absolutely and I think that's one of the things that I was so pleased that you said you were happy to speak about this side of your life and the events that have happened because it's one of those things where you kind of don't want to give the arsehole the airtime if I'm being totally honest and, <laughs> well, there you know, is that element <laughs> there is that element however like I say it's something that so many people go through and I don't think it's necessarily always handled in the best way by the people around you. It is very much, oh, dust yourself off, you know, there's someone else out there, this one just wasn't meant to be. But when you're living and experiencing that, your whole world has just collapsed. And that was obviously very much the case for you because you'd been with him for how many years? 10 years. It was 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. You had a house together, you were engaged. That's a whole massive life change, isn't it? So. Tell us a little bit about your experience of going through it. So, obviously, I thought that was my life. I had my house, I was planning my wedding, and I thought, next step would be get married, then have children. But obviously, it wasn't meant to be. And at the time, it floored me, because I thought, Mm. I'm never going to meet no one else. I'm not good enough. It's my fault it broke down. I wasn't a good enough wife to be. But actually, when you look at the bigger picture... It's probably the best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah. I found myself, 
I went back out. I realised I could do much more than I ever thought was possible. Mm. And I did a big career change and I actually realised I've got to love me before anyone yeah. else can love me. And I was fortunate enough to meet new people and had the people around me showed me that I'm good enough. And yeah. I now look back and think, do you know what? It was meant to be and I'm so mm. happy. Although it was a, it cost a lot of money to sell the house and everything, it was the best thing that could have happened because I actually found who I am and what yeah. I want. Whereas I kind of went along with this life that I thought I was meant to have. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, no, that worked for well, me. That so, right. definitely. Yeah, and you've come out the other side so much, like you say, so much stronger than you were. And I think that's a really important thing to say to people because I've seen people in long term relationships and kind of obviously you only see what they want you to see. Of you course. know, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. But, you know, there are times when you meet couples in life and you sit back and you think I'm not sure that they are supposed to be together things are a little bit amiss here and it's really quite sad if people are actually settling because they're that far down the road perhaps yeah. they are engaged in, in to be married or have got the commitment of a mortgage together and they think life's all set out and I can't back out now because I'm 10 years older and I don't want to start again but actually your proof that that can be the making it's, of you it's never too late to change and find what you really want and find mm. you and I, I don't get me wrong at first you'd go to the family events and you'd be on your own yeah. and everyone would be like oh wasn't it a shame and now I'm like no it's not a shame because actually yeah. I'm happy I'm, yeah. I've learned lots of lessons that I wouldn't have learned mm. I've le lived life that I didn't live because mm. I settled too, not too young because there is no right time but yeah. when I look back all the missed opportunities that yeah. I did and okay yeah my anxiety well I hit the roof but do you know what I, I won't ever let myself get back to that point because I yeah. know I know you can move on and you can yeah. meet someone else and you yeah. can be happy yeah. but my biggest thing to people is be happy on, with yourself and, yeah. and love yourself because you're, in, you're more incredible than you'll ever know and you can yeah. face so much more than yeah. you ever think you can face. Yeah. Because I'm the biggest melt going, Laura. You know what I am. And I, if I can do it, I promise you. Then anybody can do it. Anyone. And I think that's really important you say that as well, because as well now, you know your own worth and you know how you deserve to be treated. Definitely. And, you know, I think it's fair to say you put up with an awful lot of shit and were treated in not a nice way at all. And now I can imagine if you met someone who tried to do the same thing, you'd be like, on your fucking bike. Oh, yeah, be like, don't there, slam that. the door. I've got the T-shirt, the hat, the cup, the yeah, saucer. Like, don't need that in my life again. Definitely. And I do think when you're with someone for a long time, you accept and you think that this is okay and this is what happens. But no, in a relationship, there's non-negotiables that you're not going to yeah. stand for. And yeah. Until you've come out of that, yeah. In in a way, I wish I could. I look down and I think, yeah, that was me for all them years. Mm. And, and now I look at myself and I think I'm all. Obviously, I'm the same person, but I've just got different traits. Yeah. That I don't think I had. Yeah, and I definitely think, as somebody who watched you go through it and now see where you're at now, it's definitely brought out this incredible, fierce side in you that does really own her shit and knows who she is <laughs> and what she wants and won't settle for anything less and I think that's something that just women as a whole we're so bad at and again kind of why I've loved doing this podcast is that 
we don't know our own worth you know Definitely. we put up and we stick up and we deal with stuff and actually when you do find that moment of this is who I am and yeah I am worth that you know and, and that's in all walks of life be that you know you're worth in your job in terms of your Definitely. salary be that how you're treated by other people um, you know one of my friends sent me a brilliant picture the other day just saying speak to yourself how you would speak to your best friend and there was a you know an example quote how you would speak to your lover and there was an example how you yeah. speak to your pet and there was an example quote and we're so bad at like you say you you put the blame on yourself for the end yeah, of that relationship I took ownership for the failure and actually whatever I would have done he would have made that decision yeah and okay looking back maybe I didn't notice the signs but yeah. you don't want to notice the signs no. until they're in your face yeah. you don't want to yeah. but Honestly, my thing to people is fake it till you make it because yeah. you do make it eventually. Yeah. You just put on that, put on the front, yeah. fake it, but you get there. Do you know, yeah. like that is the biggest thing I take from this. Some days I'm still faking it, but yeah. I've made it and I yeah. can, I can carry on making it. Do you know? Oh, I know definitely. that sounds really silly, but that's for me. That was my thing. And another one I liked when I was doing my counselling was that we're all like glow sticks. We have to break to yeah, shine and yeah. to glow so oh i love that so we have to break for that light to shine oh my god yes so when i'm having a bad day i'm like i'm a glow stick today i broke <laughs> yesterday and i'm gonna shine everyone around me thinks she's a weirdo but it works <laughs> until she's a raver yeah just leave her on her own there <laughs> oh my god i love that that's definitely something i'm going to take away from this definitely um i would just like to apologize now that we do have lady in the room and so if you can hear that dull snoring <laughs> in the background that's lady, but it's better than her clawing at the door to try and come in. So um, apologies. It's definitely not us. <laughs> yeah, it's not us. So apologies for the audio on this one. Um, but like we say, you are now this fierce, independent lady who's come out the other side mm -hmm. of it. You've got your brilliant career and you have now also got your new Prince Charming, haven't you? Definitely. Who come along when I didn't expect him to come along. And mm. to be honest, I did a lot of myself built myself up by myself but yeah. I owe a lot to him because he showed me just who I am yeah. and made me realise what a partner should do and should how they should big you up and mm. remind you that you are good and you are amazing and you are enough because mm. I spent years being told well not being told but actions and comments that I wasn't enough but actually yeah. I am and yeah. and he showed me like obviously in a relationship you you bring certain qualities to each other anyway yeah. but yeah he's definitely made me realize i am i am good enough and i'm yeah. worthy sort of thing and i i do like i always say to him i was like oh i really do thank you for this but yeah we've just sort of grown together and helped yeah. each other along the way and it's really nice it's yeah. what a partnership and a relationship should be yeah yeah and how has it been has it all been like rainbows and sunshine along the way you have had I think for challenges. me I think for me I was very scared to yeah. let my guard down yeah. because I built myself up yeah. but actually you've got to give it a go yeah. you've got to try, let yourself be happy because yeah. if you don't you'll always think oh what if what if yeah. it's yeah. better to do it and think oh okay yeah this has happened but actually I've built myself up I can do it again yeah and it's, it's amazing because we've both Obviously, Ash is Caribbean, so I've got to embrace a whole new culture as well. It's been amazing. It's, yeah. it's just such a lovely experience bringing the two yeah, together. So yeah. it's really, 
it's really been something special that I didn't expect but come couldn't have come at a better time yeah definitely it is it's so lovely to see you so happy again after seeing everything that you went through firsthand it is just so wonderful to see and I think, like you say, it's it's even more important that you've found that within yourself. And it, it, Ash is the bonus. On yeah, top he's of like that. the cherry on the top he of the cake. He's <laughs> like the cherry on the top because, like you say, you did all this work yourself and pulled yourself back out. And I think that's so admirable and so commendable and probably something you don't necessarily always give yourself credit for. But oh, you, you really, really should because it's been phenomenal. But, um, yeah, so for anyone who is sat there settling and things aren't quite right look at george look at what she's done and don't don't sit there with the what ifs and the is this right you know if things don't feel right don't think just because you're stuck in this cycle or you're so far down the line that you need to stay there because you can always start again but i do i do think communication is key in a relationship because i didn't realize how important being able to communicate to your partner was Mm. until obviously now when my previous relationship I would keep things in or I wouldn't want to say something in case I upset him and then Mm. but now I think no you need to speak and you're adults so you should be able to speak and overcome the barriers obviously Mm. if you're trying to talk and things are really not improving then that's different but I do think communication as well is a big thing that I didn't realize that I didn't have yeah yeah no definitely I think that 100% again from my own experience and my relationship and my marriage that think the only bad times we've had have been when I've shut off and I've not spoke and actually since I had my breakdown and I realized that I can't keep things bottled in anymore because it can spiral and the more I talk about it 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 does just feel like things are riding high 99% of the time you know it's very few and far between that these little mishaps happen or at least they don't then turn into mishaps because you just talk about it and then it's it's done and it's put to bed that night. And the it doesn't build up. Off your and shoulders is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think we really underestimate the the tiny things and it is things like that. Just voicing your feelings, what an impact that can have. Definitely. And avoid catastrophe sort yeah, of building up. And don't let it get to that point. Sort of yeah. nip it in the bud before it gets there. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so pleased that we have <laughs> this positive because, yeah, it, it's exactly um, what what people need to know and, and, and need to hear. And Definitely. And like, honestly, if, I, if you'd have told me I would be in this position now, I would have laughed. Yeah. But you get there and yeah. Every, I always think if you get up, you have a wash, you eat and you go to work or you do what you've got to do, mm. it's a good day. Yeah. And then you just build on them good days and before you know it, you're almost unstoppable because you yeah. know I did that at my worst so I can do it at my best yeah. sort of thing so yeah definitely yeah that's another great way of looking at things oh, George you've, told, you've turned into like <laughs> a philosopher through all of this well, I love it I've been to enough sessions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> therapy is good for you people therapy definitely. is good for you CBT all the way yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> so let's talk about then your career because you have got such a you're again one of these people um who loves their job every time i see you and you talk about it no matter what stories or challenges you're coming out with and it is challenging the the role that you work in and the jobs that you've done over the past few years but um you love it don't you 
I do. I I feel privileged to have had have the pleasure to have worked with as many young people as I have because yeah. I look at the children and the young adults now being at the college mm. and they're inspirational all mm. considering all their needs and their daily struggles and they come into my class and they're smiling mm. and I think I, why am I feeling how I feel? These children are incredible. Yeah. And I have the privilege of supporting them to develop. And when yeah. you see them reach milestones and you see them make progress, that's the best gift ever. Yeah. If anything, I feel like... I, I like, it's really hard to explain, but it makes me so proud I could burst. Yeah. Like, I could actually sit in here talking about and thinking about all the children over the years. I could cry because I'm that proud of them. Yeah. That with a little bit of... You're just showing them that you care and the right support. They can flourish. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I just love I love that I'm able to work with young people. Yeah. And support them, really. So obviously as I mentioned in the beginning, um that's what your mum yeah. does did. Um so you were kind of brought up around it. Do you think because of that, that's what kind of led you to this path? Yeah, do you know? One of the things that always sticks in my memory was obviously when mum had the residential care home, we'd go out on trips at the weekend mm. and we'd take the service users, so the residents of the home, out. And the way people would look, yeah. and it broke my heart that there wasn't the awareness yeah. that, that people still felt that it's okay to stare and look. Well, yeah. actually... Yeah. Carry on with your business because yeah. we're having a really good day. Yeah. And that, for me, was... I wanted to be the person that can raise awareness or try to make a difference because yeah. not all people, not everyone is exposed to it yeah. and that's understandable and some yeah. people may be intimidated but actually there's no reason for ignorance. There's no, yeah. the, do you know, yeah. like I just always wanted to be the person to try and make a difference because yeah. I've got a voice that I want to try and use and mm. if I can teach or learn to like sort of pass my skill set or mindset on to two other people in this world, then I feel like I've done something. Yeah. And I've made a difference. Yeah, definitely. So, but obviously, because mum, where, where I grew up around SEN, and to me, it was just where I knew I wanted to go. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I'm just so happy that I have had the opportunity to do what I do, really. Yeah. And yeah. you do it, like, like I say, with so much passion, and you can tell. <laughs> That even when you come in knackered and you've had a really challenging day at work, you, you're still talking about it with a smile on your face and definitely and enjoying it. So talk us through your your journey to getting there. Then, if people are kind of looking at it as a possible career, what was what was your steps? So I went to sixth form and I studied economics and business, and then realised, <laughs> do you know what? No, this isn't yeah. for me. So <laughs> I went to Barkin Dagenham College, did my it was CCLD level three then, but it's equivalent of a TA course. And I got a job in a primary school in Barking and Dagenham. Mm. And I had the pleasure of being part of the team that set up the very first autism provision attached to a primary school. Oh. And I, I was a TA for a year, worked my way up to a HLTA. Then I went and did my degree and my other training. And then before I managed to, and then I was um, SCMH lead, so I was lead of social emotional behavioural needs and from then on we set up a brand new another architecture another primary school which I went to and was deputy lead and what in between all that the borough approached me to do consultancy to go into the homes and support families 
with children with autism to set up structure in the home mm-hmm. so that when the sh- children come home they had individual timetables so they could be independent in the house okay so you kind of mirror what they learn in school and the structure that's in school in home yeah. just to try and relieve some of the possible stresses and yeah and then from then i've recently moved to the college where i'd really like to start to set up apprenticeships mm. for children and young adults with special needs so that there is that opportunity at further education because yeah. there's lots of support in primary mm-hmm. secondary there's support but obviously when the young people get to a certain age yeah. there's not the opportunities yeah and i've got, that's why i moved to the further education because i want because then i've experienced all of the education system yeah. Yeah. and i can see where best fits for me but i really yeah. am enjoying working with the older students so at the minute I'm working in the apprenticeship teams, getting an understanding of the frameworks, the setups, so then I can then look to develop my own going forward. Yeah, and get them opportunities. So that would still run, obviously perhaps slightly altered, but like an ordinary apprenticeship would, so they yeah, can actually go straight into an employer, learn, and then, because I've got an apprentice at work, so it's combined study and work placement, yeah, isn't so it? Yeah, so four days in work, one day in learning or at college, yeah. but... There are, there is currently some provision at the college. There is a big SEN department at the college, which is amazing. But I would like to pitch the apprentices at the students with high functioning autism, so that there is the support in the workplace, and then they obviously gain the qualification because it is quite hard. Well, from my what I'm experiencing from being at the college to seek full time employment or to seek employment once you reach a set like once the finished college there's not too much what there sort do? of things yeah. so I want to try and see if I can plug the gap and or create yeah. something that would work in closely with the colleges and the training providers really that's, that's my amazing. long-term plan yeah that's amazing and I think that again that's something that's probably really taken for granted that education does just stop at a certain point and if you're not somebody who wants to go on to university and you want to go out and find work that's daunting enough on its own yeah let alone if you're somebody with extra or complex needs um so i can imagine this is going to be like a huge like revolution really for the for the college hopefully it will draw a lot more people into the college specifically for this yeah function and even kind of and i also want to look at the lower level apprenticeships as well just because we've got level two and level three but what about the students that are currently working at level one because mm. some like they, we almost have to turn learners away sometimes right, because okay. of not re- being able to reach level two. So for me, yeah. education's for everyone, yeah. regardless. Yeah. So that's the mindset I take. Um, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. that's the long-term plan, but obviously I need to yeah. gain the knowledge first. Yeah. So I'm in the apprenticeship team learning and gaining yeah. all the knowledge I need. And yeah. then my next step will be to implement and hopefully create. Oh. So at the minute, so this is then the first time for quite a while in your career that you're not directly working with the children. Yep, so this is, I've stepped back and it's really, it's quite hard because I really yeah, want to get involved. Yeah, how do you feel? Yeah. It's, it's nice to be able to experience both sides mm. and learn the policy and learn sort of the paperwork side, but actually yeah. I really miss sitting with the learners and getting stuck in with their learning yeah and i do find myself when they come up i'm like come sit down let's have a look what you yeah. gotta do and i'm like no this isn't me at the minute this yeah. is me soon so turn, yeah turn this hat off yeah, and this hat yeah. On. but i can't help it i never i've never come away from it yeah I and mean, is that what what would you say you enjoy because so many people say 
Um, like I've got friends in education that will absolutely thrive in a classroom being a teacher, kind of work their way up the management ladder. But then when they're out of classroom and not teaching, they're like, oh, I really miss the teaching. Yeah, it's... What, what is it for you? Is it a bit of both or have you got a I, preference? I, I, I do miss the constant interaction with the students. Yeah. But I, ha- I am enjoying the office-based kind of role. Yeah. I'd probably, if I could choose, I'd like 75% teaching, yeah. 25% office. Yeah. But obviously I know it doesn't work like that. So of it's course. either got to be one or the other. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what my journey says. But I've got my direction I want to take so we'll yeah. just see where where I go well that's it yeah it's great you've got that goal and what an amazing goal to have as well because like you say there is that gap it does need filling and if you can be the person to do that how be the flagship for yeah, it yeah that's amazing. it what an amazing Definitely, career to yeah. say that you've, you've been able to lead that that's, that's wonderful yeah. what is the education system like then from your side of things because you've worked in specialist schools haven't you um obviously we've had other teachers on um on the show previously there's becoming a bit of a theme amongst my friends actually you can see that (laughs) i'm friends with really good people they're they're all helpers and carers and you know teachers and stuff um but obviously they you know they kind of have the usual pet peeves about the systems and the you know people perceiving them as a, a part-time worker because oh, of all the holidays off, yeah. <laughs> all the holiday you get clock in at nine clock out at three and stuff is is it different in your sector because obviously the parents are aware of the needs they have to deal with at home so do you think you almost have a little bit more respect from families or from people even outsiders yeah. because it's kind of seen that you've got a bit of a tougher gig um I was really privileged and lucky that the parents I worked, the ch- parents of the children I worked with were really supportive. Mm. But we did a lot of work with parents. We would run support groups, we mm. would run training sessions so that there was consistency in the home and yeah. in school. Yeah. I'm a big believer in sort of almost education starts at home, sort of yeah. supporting the parents to understand the behaviours and that the challenging behaviours of communication. It's not. Yeah. I, my biggest pet peeve is when people say, oh, they're just naughty. No, behaviour is a communication. Yeah. And us as educators, it's our responsibility to depict that and find out yeah. what the individual is trying to communicate. Yeah. I think all teaching jobs are challenging and you, you're doing a, ma- a major amount of work that people don't see. Yeah. I believe within SCN it's, it is higher, the workload's higher because each child's learning is so personalised and yeah. it's individual to that individual child's needs yeah. and it's differentiated because I'd have one child that would only write on a whiteboard yeah. so all worksheets and tasks were based around using a whiteboard some yeah. would have laminated tasks yeah. so the variation of one learning objective could yeah. see you do eight different work tasks yeah. but when the child met that learning objective my heart sunk so I didn't mind that I'd spend two hours preparing eight different things so it's I think you've got to have passion to be in education it's got to be passion because the pay isn't isn't an incentive to be in education it's seeing a difference and making a difference to young people's lives is my biggest drive and to be because I hated school but I always remember the teachers that went the extra mile for me and I wanted to be that yeah. teacher for the children to come to yeah. and be like miss i can't do it today yeah of course you can let's go like, to be that support yeah. network yeah. that some children haven't got and that's yeah. 
that's my that's sort of my take on it really yeah and well yeah it sounds like you're doing a very good job of it oh, as well thank you, <laughs> yeah so well absolutely well i think we will wrap up there but let me finish by asking you what i do everyone else and that is do you have anybody in your life who has been your no ordinary gal that's kind of inspired you or been there for you or just you look at and you think wow you're amazing do you know what? I've had the privilege that there's there's a few I'd say there's a few people in my life that have I've I've looked up to and I've watched and thought you know if I can be half the woman you are mm. I'm doing a good job but probably yeah. my top one was my nanny Jean she's yeah. she's the reason why I love children so much and the yeah. reason that I'm probably as caring as I am because nan nan taught me just to love people and to yeah. be to be kind and always have a cup of tea ready. Be that person yeah. that if someone's having a bad day, they come to your house for a cup of tea and you make mm. it all right. Yeah. So, yeah. and she was strong. She was tough as boots, my nan. So yeah. probably be Nanny Jean, I'd say, yeah. is my, my inspirational lady. Yeah, she was amazing. I had the privilege of knowing her as well. She's just a bit like my nan, just very much that generation of just, it'll be all right, kids, come on. Nothing, cup of tea. Nothing, cup of tea yeah. Let's have a little natter. Oh, your arms ain't enough. Don't worry. Have a cup of tea biscuit. You'll be fine. But do you know what? She was resilient. She'd done the war. She had yeah. six children. Yeah. No epidural, no nothing. So, yeah. And she, obviously lots went on in her life, but she, she come out and she, so resilience is key, I think. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, George, thank you so much for coming out of your oh, comfort so. zone. This thank has you. been a pleasure to have you. And um, I speak for everyone when I say, best of luck with everything that you're doing at work now and i hope that you'll come back in a year's time maybe and let us have the update and see where it's going Thank you. i look forward to i'm sure it'll be hitting the local press and stuff with with the waves that you're going to be making but um yeah i think it's fair to say that you're definitely no ordinary girl if you're enjoying no ordinary gal why not leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from it's a great way to let other ordinary girls know about the show too and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode.